The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Well, we'll talk to a man now who is going to be a part of the NCAA tournament throughout. He is a man who is an Ohio State Buckeye, the eighth overall pick by the Pacers in the 82 NBA draft, a 1979 McDonald's All-American, 1979 Mr. Basketball USA, a 31-year-old or 31-year broadcasting veteran and the father of one of the greatest Georgia Tech volleyball players of all time, <laughs> Clark Kellogg, CBS Sports Analyst, joining us here on the home team at Hamilton Show, here on the band, 680 uh, Yes, sir. Clark. Thank you for joining oh. us today, Clark. I know, your, I know your daughter pretty well, Talisa. Shout out to Talisa. Oh, appreciate that, man. You got me with that one. That last line, man, shook me up pretty good. Yep, I remember flying into the ATL and me and my wife checking out um, – Talisa and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket Volleyballers in O'Keefe. And um, great memories, great memories. Thank you. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, you have been a staple of this tournament and this time of year for, you know, a generation now. Uh, first and foremost, how does Georgia Tech find a way to win when you have gained so much momentum coming down the stretch and you don't just lose a player, but you yeah. lose your best player and the best player in the ACC? Man, it's a tough hit. Really hard hit a gut shot for the Yellow Jackets for sure, and I'm sure Moses Wright is feeling the pain of it as well. Um, but as I've watched the game and played over the last three-plus decades, usually the first game after this kind of hit is when a team really can galvanize. They don't have much time to go through the woe is me. The game is here. Other guys motivated to do more in the absence of a star player and this kid Moses was playing great was playing absolutely fantastic basketball but I think short term they can rise up and be competitive and perhaps even win this game quite honestly I mean I've seen it so many times there's a tendency for the opponent when a star player is absent to let up a bit I'm not saying that Loyola would do that but it's a human reaction when you're gearing up to face a really good player, and then he or she's not there, then you kind of exhale. And the team that's losing that player says, hey, we still can make this happen. Opportunity for some other guys to rise up and step up. So I think we'll see one of Georgia Tech's best efforts today, whether that's good enough to win against a really good Loyola team. But I think we're going to see them uh, play um, as well. They've been playing great basketball anyway, but I think they'll continue that even in the absence of Moses. But you lose the presence. Um, that he brings, the pressure he puts on the opposing team. So other guys are going to have to be um, tighter and righter in their games. Uh, how's that balance go, uh, Clark, when you're talking about having to step up and uh, knowing that you're losing one of your best players but not trying to go out there and play hero ball? Right. No, I think I think you just lean into what your role is. You may have just a little bit more. If, it, if two or three guys do 10% more or 5% more, and your primary guys, I would think Alvarado, who can go 
for big numbers, maybe steps up and is a little more assertive, not necessarily in a hero ball fashion, but just looking for his opportunities to make plays more, being more aggressive in hunting good shots or creating good shots, being more tied in defensively. I just think it's little extras that guys do, not, again, trying to carry the whole load. You don't replace Moses Wright. You can't. But what you do is you try to expand what you do within your lane, and that's across the board. CBS Sports Analyst Clark Kellogg joining us via the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker line here on the home team in Hamilton show. Most people in the country are picking Gonzaga to win the whole thing, and a lot of people haven't seen them play. What is it about them and their style of play that has uh, them having the opportunity to win the whole tournament? Well, I tell you what, they don't have any discernible weaknesses. Other than they don't play eight or nine guys, and I don't know if that's necessarily a weakness, but it is a little bit of a chink. You love to have a really solid eight-man rotation. Mark Few pretty much plays seven. I think he's got a couple of guys that can fill in if necessary in that eighth or ninth man spot. But they scored in transition. They scored inside. They've got size across the board, backcourt and front court. Um, they've got all Americas. They've got Jalen Suggs, one of the dynamic players in the country, even though he's only a freshman. Uh, they just don't have many holes. I think the only way a team um, can have a chance is somehow to keep the Zags in the half court. Don't give them what they like to get in transition because they're lethal there. If you can minimize some of the transition stuff they get and try to make them play more of a slowdown, I think that gives you a chance. But you got to have good offense to do that, not just good defense. Their offense has to be part of your defense. But to me, they just don't have um, many weaknesses. They've got great competitive spirit. They love to play. They love to play together. Um, Multiple shot makers and playmakers. Uh, They've got it all when you look at them on paper. And traditionally, we look at, you know, uh, teams that can't or haven't broke through yet and, you know, cut down the nets and where they were favorite. And the players will be like, oh, you haven't been there before. That's not my team. I don't know those guys before. But one consistent has been Mark Few. Uh, have you been yeah. in a situation where you see kind of like coaches that hadn't broke through yet uh, kind of, you know, tighten up a little bit in big moments? I don't see that with him. He's a freewheeling, even kill kind of that guy, and he's done an absolutely remarkable job in his 20 years there, 20-plus I think it is now, man. You think about their record over that time period, and it's remarkable. And he's done it with great recruits and transfers and blending them together. Um, it really is one of the outstanding stories in terms of a program building sustained excellence over the last two decades. And I think this team particularly is one that embraces um, the challenge of maybe being the next, the, 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 the first undefeated champion since 1976. Um, so we'll see. We know how hard it is. It's hard to win six games in a row, no matter how good you are. You've got to be really good, but you also have to play well and be a little fortunate. And we'll see if the Zags can, can make all of that happen. Outside of the basketball, we were talking earlier about just getting basketball back, not having the tournament last year. And some of the things that come along with the NCAA tournament are storylines. And, you know, Mark Few and an undefeated team and even a story like Patrick Ewing uh, going back to his alma mater and finally getting a chance to uh, really make some noise. What are some of the storylines outside of the basketball do you think will help bring people back into watching these games over the next few weeks? Well, I think you hit on two of the bigger ones. Those are two that I certainly um, highlighted in my own frame of thinking and preparation. Uh, 
You've got so many. And the, the great thing about the tournament, guys, is that you don't know where the storylines will come from. You know they're coming. You know there are going to be some surprises on the court. There will be stories off the court. I know there's some activism amongst the players around name, image, and likeness. Uh, not the NCAA's property is kind of the hashtag. Some of the players have embraced to raise, um, to, to lend their voices to uh, the inequities that exist and some of the antiquated um, ways of the NCAA, in spite of all of the good. But I think the games themselves is what draws people. Um, you've got an alma, alma mater in the bracket. You've got somebody you know in the bracket. Uh, you've got always underdogs that are appealing to root for. You've got the excitement and drama of three weeks to a championship. I mean, one and done, win or go home. I mean, all of that. And, again, you can't predict where the stories will come from, but there are enough that you, you, you highlighted a couple, and then there are others that are out there, too. Um, can Illinois, what will the Big Ten do? They've not had a championship team since 2000 when Michigan State won it, and they just lost Michigan State last night out of the field. But nine teams represented, now eight in the Big Ten. How will that conference, which was the best in the country, um, fare in the tournament? Um, the Big 12, I mean, there's so many different. And, again, the unpredictability of what stories will rise to the level of um, notoriety and marquee billing is part of what makes it so special. CBS Sports Analyst Clark Kellogg joining us via the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker Line here on the Home Team and Hamilton Show. Clark, uh, what effects, uh, if, if any, do you anticipate uh, happening with young adults living in a bubble, especially past this week? Uh, this is something yeah. they haven't been into with some distractions and having to follow protocols. Do you see anything happening there? Well, I tell you what, it's hard to know for sure, um, Joe, in terms of what effects it's going to have on all of us. We've all experienced levels of quarantine and isolation and emotional and mental and psychological stress. Um, how you navigate through this and then out of it is still TBD for many folks. Uh, I know for me, faith is an anchor that keeps me looking at the big picture, embracing joy. And this tournament is an injection of incremental movement towards normal. It's something we relish and cherish. It's something that brings people together. It's something that provides excitement and drama. It's life-giving in so many ways. That doesn't change the climate, social and racial inequality and unrest and um, lack of access for folks of color, the disproportionate effect of COVID on folks and communities of color, particularly black people. So those things are real. They're not going away, but there are voices being lent. There are things being done to change that. And it's incremental, always has been. That won't change. So I think amidst the backdrop of where we are as a, as a country and world, it's important still to grab hold of moments of joy and celebration and excitement and pleasure, much as it is any time in life. Stuff is hard. Stuff is disappointing. Stuff is unfair. That's the reality. COVID amplifies that significantly. And yet we can still have these slivers where we're moving towards things that um, look and feel a little better. But to your initial question, it's um, TBD how we come out. I hope and pray we all come out of it um, being better and doing better um, for others. That would be my, my hope and prayer and my, my confidence that um, that'll be the case as we as we move forward. 
And lastly, what's been the secret in your sauce, the keys to keeping you in front of us and in front of a camera? 31 years is a long time to be a broadcaster. And every year there's somebody coming out of the NBA, and every year there's somebody who wants to go into broadcasting. How have you been able to be where you are and stay where you are to be in front of us for 31 years of your broadcasting career? Wow, man, I, I'm thankful, first and foremost. I think some of it is um, tied to um, God's grace and favor, but also I attempt to do the job that I've been asked to do um, with excellence. Um, I work with and for tremendous folks. I love being part of the team, and I really do um, take my craft seriously, but I don't take myself too seriously. This is a mm. game I've been blessed to enjoy it in multiple facets, um, and I'm grateful, and I want to serve the game as long as I, uh, as long as the folks who um, employ me feel that I'm the right person for the job, then I want to do it with excellence to the glory of God and to make other people feel good about what we're doing together. So I think that's all part of it. And I love what I do, man. It's not work. I absolutely <laughs> love. I absolutely love that I get a chance to talk hoops in the manner that I do for the time that we do. And I get a nice healthy break afterwards. So I'm, I'm extremely blessed and fortunate and um, um, glad to be part of the game in, in this way. Um, I guess that's, that, that's the best way I can explain it. I mean, my longevity. Yeah. Real quick. I know you have to go clock. Uh, what, what are your initial thoughts about the ACC uh, trying to implement the, the transfer rules that they'll be able to transfer in conference and play immediately? Yeah, I like the fact anytime you can empower student-athletes in a way that's reasonable and in line with what other students are able to do, I think that's a good thing. And that's certainly in that direction. So, yeah, I'm in favor of that. One time, perhaps, that they, they're allowed to do that, I want to see rampant. Um, but, again, empowering of the players is, is, is important, and I think it's um, appropriate. The sun will rise, water is wet, and Clark Kellogg is excellent <laughs> and deserves and needs to be in front of us for NCAA tournament basketball. Clark, we thank you for your time. We hope you join us again, and we look forward to catching up with you down the road. Thoroughly enjoyed it, home team. And, Joe, you guys keep doing your work at the level you're doing it and enjoy the madness. And I hope to circle back with you sometime before we crown the champion. Please do. CBS sports analyst Clark Kellogg joining us here via the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker line. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer.